What's up, everyone? When you ask the question, who better than Brian Cage, you ask nobody. And when you're asking, who better than Smash the Map podcast, that's also nobody. This is Kent, the Alpha Wolf. Pretty boy Lane. And the Pink Prince, Caden Pierre. And we are and you're listening to Smash the Mat Podcast. The Smash the Mat Podcast with your hosts, G Money, J5, DB, and Mr. Magnificent. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ring Wars Carolina Battlegrounds. We're live in Lumberton, North Carolina for the Fan Appreciation Night. And of course, of course, we have the voice. Uh, what, 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 the voice of tradition, Jonathan Darwin. There you go. Thank you so much, Mr. Magnificent. And you are one half of the sexiest, Ta- the, the sexiest tag team in all of North Carolina. Possibly the world, but we haven't confirmed that yet. We're going to fact check that later. Okay. Uh oh. I tell you what, this is a strong opening match. I'm taking a look at this entire lineup, and this is probably the strongest way to start the show. I would absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Jamal the Titan is definitely no slouch when it comes to uh, wrestling in the Ring Wars Carolina ring. No, he's not. And the fact that when you look at this, it shows once again how social media plays into matchmaking here in Ring Wars Carolina. And we'll get into that in a little bit during the match, ladies and gentlemen. I'll explain that to you. And here's a gentleman that is making his way to the ring. Yeah. Who is also no stranger to the RWC ring. Normally he's a referee, but tonight he's making what his debut? Yeah. In ring debut to the best. No way, man. I take that back. I take that back. Did he? Was he in the Candy Bowl? He was in the Candy Bowl, but I think this is his singles debut. Right. going to be interesting to see how Hunter Rayner makes that transition from referee to wrestler as well as Alex Bryan who's also pivoting now from ring announcer to wrestler. That's right. Also I want to mention real quick joining us on commentary for those of you who listen to the Smash the Mac podcast you already know who this is but it's the man himself J5. What is you, fellas, what's going on, everybody? Jay, this is the first time you've joined us on commentary. Second time, I was second, on. Second time, I was on the last show. I was on the last show we had here. Um, that, that's right. For a cup of coffee. For yeah. A cup, yeah, for just for a cup of coffee. You know, that's what we do. And we're getting the action underway here. Now, I haven't heard, guys. Is it handicap tag rules, or are oh. both guys allowed oh. to be at the same time against Jamal the Titan? At the same oh. time. Yeah, same, same time. Look, time. Judging from looking at it, the referee's not calling anybody out. Yeah, senior RWC referee Warbeard here just letting him have it. Couple drop kicks, it's Jamal the Titan down to one knee, and they're going to work on this man. Oh, wait a minute, uh-oh. Uh-oh. No way, up and over. A hurricane runner. Out. And a big splash by Hunter Rayner. 
and another splash by Alex Bryant. Yeah, somewhere Sting is beaming with pride. Oh, oh my Those two goodness. splashes came off. Going for that pin. Two count only, though. I, I, I tell you what, it was smart of these men to try to end this match quick because of the fact that Jamal the Titan has such a size and... Wait a minute, what? Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He is technically an it, official here in RWC as well. Hunter, Hunter tried to get the three count. But he's, yeah, he cannot be the referee and the wrestler. And the wrestler, that, that doesn't make oh. any sense. No, and I tell you what, Hunter's actions may have blown up in the face for him and his partner, Alex Bryant, because now Jamal the Titan is in control here. And, oh. Oh my goodness. I don't know if you heard that, but I believe they can hear that in Burgall, North Carolina. That <laughs> How loud that chop was. That, I, I that think have, so. That may have collapsed the chest of Playboy Alex Bryant and Hunter Rayner still on the outside now. And Jamal the Titan taking his time with that oh, sidewalk slam. Now, you know, this, this match is interesting on so many different levels, but also the fact that Hunter Rayner and Playboy Alex, they, they actually trained together at the RWC uh, Ring Wars Carolina School. So, uh, and of course, Jamal the Titan, he trains at Firestar Pro Wrestling. And, you know, over there at Firestarter, there's some good training over there as well. Oh, so, this match has got a, a full, uh, I guess, elbow. dynamics all around. Right. And as Jamal the Titan works on Hunter Rayner, I'd like to say, I was talking about social media earlier. Jamal the Titan puts the challenge out on Facebook. And Hunter and Alex must have been watching the post go up because they responded immediately and accepted that challenge. Exactly. Okay. And now Jamal the Titan in complete dominance here as Alex Bryant works back to that vertical base. Now, J5, this is your second time sitting in uh, with us on commentary. But it, you're no stranger to wrestling because, as I mentioned earlier, you are a part of the Smash the Mat podcast. But yes. what do you think being – from uh, this Wait a minute, point. this could be oh. it. One, two, whoa! What do you think from being from this uh, vantage point watching this show? The show, it's it's a it's different. It's definitely different. You can watch it as a when you watch it as a fan, it's different. And when you watch it as a training trainee wrestler, it's different. Wait a minute, going for the pin again. One, two. Oh, I thought he had him there. Now, now this is slightly confusing. Playboy, Playboy Alex Bryan kind of watched Hunter Rayner uh, do the pin, and he wants to win the match himself, I would assume. Well, remember, only one of them needs to score the pin. Now, what I will say, Mr. Magnificent, is why not both of you press those shoulders down? Exactly. I mean, if, if they were in there against you, Mr. Magnificent, you would have the size advantage as well, and you would think that you, that, that team would want to take every opportunity that they could to get the victory. That is absolutely correct. And I tell you, oh, wait a minute, oh! I don't know if Hunter's got the strength to get him over. Oh, oh my God, he does! One, two, no! Near count. He just didn't want to go down. They don't call this man Titan for nothing. No, no they don't. And I tell you what, oh! A stunner! Wait a minute, are we seeing? Seal the deal! Yes. Can he get the pin? 
No. Oh, <laughs> that, that is great ring awareness by Jamal the Titan. Jamal the Titan is so slick. Well, see, that's where Jamal the Titan has the advantage. He has that experience over these two young men. So he has that ring awareness that you're talking about, Mr. Magnificent. Uh, J5, as an as a independent viewer here, I mean, you're usually out there. What are you seeing different here that you wouldn't see out in the audience? Oh, it's just, it's just a different view. It's just a different view and aspect of it from the commentator booth. Oh, Bono oh bomb. my gosh. One, two, oh. Oh my gosh. I did not expect that to happen. You know, with, with Hunter and Alex having and the upper hand. With Hunter and Alex having the upper hand, I did not see that coming. Well, when you look at it, brute force won today. I mean, yeah, those two gentlemen did everything they could with speed and resiliency. But at the end of the day, brute oh, force. No. Oh, come on. It's just enough to stop anyone. Jamal the Titan is just, just brutal. I mean, he's already won a two-on-one handicap match. And now he adds insult to injury by kicking Hunter Rainer in the head. This is ridiculous. And gentlemen, where does Jamal the Titan go from here? Is he in any championship picture after that dominance we've just seen? You know what? I think he is. I mean, after this match, he beat two people, not just one, two. I think that puts him in the championship picture. What are your thoughts, J5? I think, I think it would put him in the championship picture, but for what? for what title. Well, hey, listen, that was a great match, and we got more on the way. So make sure you stay tuned right here live on Ring Wars Battleground. Making his way to the arena, weighing in at 205 pounds from the dwellings of his factory, Steampunk Misery. And making their way to the arena, accompanied by Drew Thomas, your RWC Junior Heavyweight Champion, Cool J! And welcome back to Ring Wars Carolina Battlegrounds Live right here in the Priscilla Keating Arena in Lumberton, North Carolina. On his way to the ring. Oh, he's gonna do a little two-step. My man, Cool J. Accompanied by Mr. Drew. Thomas! That's right. And of course, Cool J is your RWC Junior Heavyweight Champion. And um, he looks like he has a tough competitor in the ring. I mean, this guy is focused. Yeah, that, that's a great word to say, Mr. Magnificent. He, he does look determined. I mean, this is a misery trains at Firestar Pro Wrestling. He came here saying he wanted to make a name for himself here in Ring Wars Carolina. And what better way to make a name than to dethrone a champion? And you know what really concerns me? His name is Misery, and he carries a box to the ring. You see the box sitting underneath the turnbuckle? I've been wondering what was in the box. You and I both. I mean, man, I don't, it, I don't know. It's a good thing Drew Thomas is out here to watch his back uh, because uh, no telling what's in that box. And look, look, the unorthodox movement of Steampunk as he admires the championship before we get started here. Rip Cannon calls for the bell and we're underway. But 
Misery making no movement whatsoever. Oh, I might have spoken too soon. But look at the unorthodox way he's approaching Cool J. And you know, that, that's a slight size advantage in this match. I mean, Misery is a little bit bigger than Cool J, but normally this would be the part of the show where I make some sort of size joke. Right. However, Cool J is nothing to play with. No, he's not. I mean, he's been on a roll since he won that junior heavyweight championship in that triple threat match with Caden Pierre and the man who's out on the outside right now, Drew Thomas. That's right. Now, what you may not know is Misery was actually at RWC Homecoming uh, this past um, couple months ago, and he was there as a fan scouting the RWC junior heavyweight champion. Oh, wow. Did, did you happen to see him in the audience? I did not there? see him. I did not see him. You know, that's crazy. It's one of those things. It's like like we find out he's there, but then we like not looking for him, so you don't know like that he's there until after the fact. It's, it's crazy. Right, and when you look at this gentleman physically, it's not like he can really go incognito to be able to see something there. You figure one of the fans would go, I sat next to that person. Especially well, if he was carrying a box. Yeah. Oh, look at how methodical he is. College word of the day by Jay Fodd. Metho yes. Methodical. methodical. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Very good, sir. At great wrist lock applied by Cool J now. And he needs to really take Steampunk Misery and put him down on the mat. I mean, you can't really go toe for toe with a guy who's got a height and reach advantage against you, Mr. Magnificent. That is exactly right. But Cool J, like I said, he, he's been around for a little bit. You know, he, he's, oh, yeah. he's not new to the game, so I think he understands that it's just going to take a little bit more effort for him to get him down to the ground. Right, side headlock applied now, though, by Misery. Kuja trying to push him off, though, and it's successful, and oh, big shoulder tackle takes the champion down. Normally, I would go for the person that has the name, you know, similar to mine. Oh! You know, J5, and he is Cool J, but <laughs> I think I'm the only Cool J here. Just letting you know. And I think my dance moves are a little bit better than his. I have not <laughs> seen your dance moves, so I cannot confirm or deny that. Speaking of dancing, Misery's dancing his way outside the ring now after, after eating that kick by Cool J. And the fans are starting to get in the head of the challenger here. And Misery trying to get it in and get some speed and momentum. And oh, great clothesline by the big man. Cool J is definitely stunned after that clothesline. I mean, normally he's, he's, you know, attempting to get right back up at least. Well, rightfully but, so after stealing my name. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing I think about is Cool J doesn't have the advantage that Misery did. Misery was able to scout his opponent. Cool J has not had that opportunity. That's very And true. that's playing at a disadvantage to Cool J here. I mean, yeah, he's adaptable. He's got a different style that he can really manipulate when needed but i don't think he's found that pace yet to maybe i but he does trying to get back up to that vertical base now that's right now speaking of disadvantage for cool j one thing that works to his advantage is he has that man the unbreakable one drew thomas on the outside of the ring watching his every step and watching his back also i think he has a little a little bit of a speed advantage over him. That that is definitely true. Speed had plays a big factor in some of these matches. And the other advantage that I would say and it's probably one of the more important advantages is that championship advantage. Yes. Disqualification, count out, you keep the championship. If it goes to the time limit draw, you're still the champion. That's very true. Technically speaking, Cool J can walk out of this match right now, get counted out, lose, and still be the champion. 
This is true, but I cannot see Cool J doing that with the integrity that he has. Exactly, exactly. His 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 pride won't allow him to do that. Absolutely not. And a misery, excuse me, misery jawjacking with Drew Thomas out there might have played. I was going to say played it against him, but I guess Cool J hasn't had time to recover yet. Now let me tell you a little bit about my man Cool J here. Cool J. He, he, you know, like I said, he's no slouch. This man is traveling all over the place. He's wrestling wherever he needs to. He currently holds three different championships. He holds the Gals Junior Heavyweight uh, Junior ch uh, Championship, CWF Television Championship, and of course, the RWC Junior Heavyweight Championship. So this man is everywhere. Yeah, and it just goes to show you how much of a fighter and competitor he is because he's obviously having to put in what, a, what is known in the wrestling industry as those windshield miles. Yes. And it's paid off in spades by the fact that he has three different championships simultaneously. That's right. So uh, Misery might have the uh, size advantage, so to speak, but uh, Cool J definitely has the experience advantage. And it's going to be interesting now to see who can get up first, who has that momentum shift in their favor, and it still looks like the challenger as he goes to work on the left arm of Cool J. Oh, my goodness. Submission maneuver applied now by the challenger. That Kimura looks, oh. Now this is a point in the match where the referee has to use his judgment because, you know, we want to protect all of our competitors here in Ring Wars Carolina. So we don't want any broken bones or anything like that. But uh, Cool J is definitely not giving up. So what do you do if you're the ref? Well, and, and that's the thing. You got that discretion in there. At what point do you say, Cool J was in danger. I have to stop the match. Exactly. And I, I've called a lot of matches, and I can only think of maybe one in, in the plethora of matches that I've called that was stopped by referee's discretion. I don't know what you've seen, Mr. Magnificent. This, this would be my first. But, this, it, but it is possible, right, J5? Yes, it's possible. But this would be my first of seeing it as well. Now, I have a in, question. In person. I have a question. On a technicality, if Cool J or if the referee were to call the match, because of Cool J not being able to continue, would he lose the belt? Yes, he would. Yes, he would. Oh, okay. And I think that would be a bitter, bitter pill for Cool J to swallow. When this modified airplane spin is making us all dizzy. Yes, it is. And wait a minute, is Misery going to take him? Oh, oh my goodness! Wow, driving Cool J's head straight down into the mat, rung the bell of that champion. Oh, now taunting <laughs> Drew Thomas. That's what I'm talking about. But but his misery wasting an opportunity. I I think he's I think he might be. Hey. He could it could have been I, the match could have been over. I think I know why misery went to Drew Thomas. Because misery loves company. <laughs> <laughs> Dad joke of the night. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously. Mr. Magnificent, you've been in that position before. How yes. much? I mean, it's a psychological advantage too, is it not, to get get in the head of the the man on the outside? It really is because if you could cause that man on the outside to lose his temper, to do something to cause the other guy to lose, then that works to your advantage. Oh my! Kojak working his way back up, and he's dazed and confused, but he's like a house of fire now, getting that adrenaline kicking in, finding that second win, coming off the ropes and. Bam! Oh! Down goes Misery! And that was a nice maneuver. Yeah. Cool J, is he going to try to fly high? 
No. He goes for the pin. Veteran okay. maneuver right there. He, he didn't get it, but he still went for it because his man was down on the mat. And it was a textbook pin, too. You grapevine that leg. I think Cool J is still a little bit dazed by getting it when he got his bell rung just a few minutes ago. I think it's from the airplane, the airplane, uh, the modified airplane spin. Yeah, and, and that's one of those things, J5, a lot of people don't think about. I mean, you lose, you can lose your equilibrium, and here we go again. Wait a minute, maybe? No! Oh! A nice barrel roll. And going, Misery slow. Two count oh. only, though. Close call. Very close call. Almost a two and a half there. Grip Cannon's doing a great job staying in there, making sure that he is uh, checking the shoulders down. I can't believe that Cool J is still fighting as hard as he is. This would be the part of the show where I would go to G Money for the official time, and he would tell you that that count was exactly 2.767.25 milliseconds into time before he got pinned. Hey. That's Steiner math. Steiner math. <laughs> now, Mr. Magnificent, how much of it is instinct that Cool J's running on? I mean, you've been in those positions. How much does instinct some point kick in? You're like, I just got to fight out? Oh, yeah. This is what you train for. I mean, we're in the gym almost every day. We're in the ring sparring with people every day. So this is what happens. Your body gets accustomed to, to listening to the, the rhythm of the referee's count and kicking out at the last minute. So if you stay down for three, you've really done something. Kujay going for that pin again, and can he get him too? That's it. Kujay retains. Well, shoot. And your winner is still the RWC Junior Champion, won. Although Kujay won, I'm still the only Kujay here. <laughs> well, I tell you what, why don't you go back to the dressing area after this show and I, tell that to Kujay's face? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, no. I've already told him he had my name. Hey, hey, you, he's grabbing the box again. What? what? Do we at least get to see what's on the inside? What is in the box? Well, I'm not so much concerned as what is in the box. Is, is he going to use it on Cool J or Drew Thomas? Oh, looks like he's taking his box and going home. It might be his lunchbox, guys. <laughs> Well, needless to say, the man in the ring right now is still your RWC Junior Heavyweight Champion, my man Cool J. We're going to be right back with more live action on Ring Wars Carolina Battleground. And we are back to Ring Wars Carolina Battlegrounds live. And Jonathan, it looks like this match is shaping up to be a good one. And I know we say that a lot, but uh, it is. this one is going to be amazing. Yeah. Ramo's already in the ring, and uh, as you heard the ring announcer just say, Mickey Folk on the way. That's I right. I love this guy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's going down. Ring Wars Carolina Battlegrounds. What, what you, you hear that? That sounds like the lovely voice of G Money. It is the lovely voice of G Money. <laughs> oh yes, indeed. We're here in the building, man. You know what's going down. Ugliest man in radio or something? Radio rock star. Radio you will. rock star. I'm my bad. And Mr. Money, I call him Mr. Money. Mr. Money, I hear you have a match tonight. I absolutely do. Oh. First, yeah. first shot at the tag team championships. Yeah, I was surprised you were out here. I figured you'd be in the back, 
working over strategy with with well, Alpha A's and such. Funny thing about that is I'm only out here for a second because standing to my right is the AIWF Mid-Atlantic uh -oh. TV champion, James Anthony. So he's going to be joining you guys on commentary. Okay, okay. There we go. Fulp wanting to get back in the championship hunt. Speaking of championships, and this is the way you do it. You take on any competitor, and I think if Mickey Fulp is victorious, it puts him right back into that hunt, maybe for the heavyweight championship against Chance LeBeau, or the junior heavyweight championship against Cool J, who just successfully retained his title. That is exactly right. And um, as G Money just mentioned a little while ago, I'm not going to make a big deal about this because, you know, I really don't care. But, right. yeah, James Anthony is joining us on commentary. Mr. Magnificent. I'm so glad I'm in the middle, especially after what the month you guys had last, just to, last, the last event. Look, you know, tonight I'm not out here to talk about Mr. Magnificent. I'm here to talk about... Ramo, the guy that attacked me after our match. So, Mr. Magnificent, you should be happy because it seemed like he would have attacked whomever the champion was going to be after that match. You know, I definitely agree with that. Uh, the champion should have been me, but since it wasn't, might as well have been you. <laughs> and, James Anthony, you and I know Mickey Fulp from AIWF Mid-Atlantic. I mean, this, is man, this man is no slouch to the ring. No, Mickey's a great wrestler. You know, uh, he's beaten me. Several times I've beaten him several times. We've exchanged different championships, but uh, you know tonight he's in the ring with this newcomer Ramo that I don't know anything about. I mean, do you guys know anything about Ramo? Well, yeah, just, I do. Just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. I mean, he calls himself Beefcake. Beefcake, excuse me. He trains at the RWC Academy. He lifts weights, and his plan is to get in the championship picture. And in fact, he claims, and I have not seen the contract, but he claims that part of his signing here is that he could challenge for any championship he wanted. You know, I find it mighty funny. You said he trained at the RWC Academy? Yes, he does. It's, it's funny that I never see him when I go out there. So, what, is he avoiding me? Is he ducking me? Is there a problem? Well, I mean, that could very interesting. That's that's a very good thought. I mean, and Mickey, Mickey Fulp with the side headlock applied. And I'm not trying to avoid the, the subject, James Anthony, but if the fact that he's making that claim, he also makes the claim that he's a beefcake, and I think the jury's still out on that as well. <laughs> so... So I think we're going to have to see, can he get a victory over Mickey Fulk? Has he, has he put in that put in those hours that he's claiming? See, see, the bottom line is this. Uh, Ramos, Ramo is a, a true champion. He may not have a belt, but he's a true champion. And he doesn't feel the need to, to be in the presence of people like James Anthony. Be in the presence of people like James Anthony. So why did you step in the ring before the Mr. Mandeverson? Well, I, I mean, what was that? What you did? Did you, you upset? Wait, wait, you, no, hold on. No, 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 I want to no, no. answer that. What? Did you think I was going to be an easy win? Was that it? No, well, but, I, but you know what? I'm going to jump in here because just two or three months ago, you stood out there, Miss Laura, and said, I'm going to take on any competitor. Did and you? Did. did you not? You made I a blanket. Yes, you made I an open did. challenge. And I accepted the, the challenge of Mr. Magnificent. But the thing is, he came to me like a man and challenged me face to face. What did Ramo do? He oh. attacked me from behind after the match was over. And you know, like you said, he. And like you said, if he goes to the RWC Academy, why is he yet to show up since I've been out there? Why is it when I show up on certain nights to help train, he's never there? You know, I may not be too fond of James Anthony, but the one thing I will say about him is he is a fighting champion. Yes, that's and true. And if you step to him like a man, he's going to treat you like a man, and he's going to give you the title shot that you earned. And my man Ramo, he might have should have, uh, you know, not attacked James Anthony because that could be very detrimental to his health. Well, that's a very cowardly action in a way to get it. And 
Mickey Fulton now in control, but I have to wonder, is talking to the fans going to put him in a position where he can't get the three count? So, Jonathan, you said earlier that you got you got a note that he signed his RWC contract and he's challenged any champion. He can challenge any champion. Any champion. Am I, so am I that champion? Well, it could. you could be that champion. Chance LeBeau could be that champion. And that's the thing. Is it any RWC championship? And is it any AIWF Mid-Atlantic championship? Is it any AIWF championship? I mean, is he going to be going to say, oh, I want my shot against Kevin Phoenix now, the world champion? Well, I'm guessing it must have just been anybody from... Hey, you better focus. You better focus on the match. Ramo. Ramos. Ramo getting... Ramo. Getting a little bit in your head, James Anthony. He's not in my head. Not, he just needs to focus on the match, man. Irish whip now as Fope comes off the ropes. Arm drag takedown now. And Raymo with that arm bar applied. You know, so he's, he's, he's going to end up making a mistake. He's too busy focusing on me. Focus on Mickey Fope. Oh. And he's taking advantage of that situation. He's working on the left arm of Mickey Fope. Here. You know, I'm starting to believe Mr. Magnificent, uh, Mr. Magnificent set me up. Was that your plan all along last show? You know, was, that, was that your plan to no. get me in the ring and try to take my belt and because you couldn't do it, you had a plan B with Ramo? You know what? I can neither confirm nor deny that fact. No. And, and there is that possibility, James. But, I mean, let's focus on the match at hand here. Ramo now going to work on Mickey Fope. And I'm going to ask you, if... Ramo is victorious against Mickey Fope here tonight. Does that put him in the hunt for your championship? Or does he still got other competitors? He I needs mean, to I'll, I'll defend the title against anybody, but it's really not up to me. It's up to the, the RWC Championship Committee. It's up to the AIWF Mid-Atlantic Championship Committee. Look, again, Mr. Magnificent challenged me on his podcast. It's heard around the world. AIWF representatives heard that podcast around the world. They heard what he said. They gave him a shot. And, and you did. And Ramo eating the boot there by Mickey Fulp. And Mickey, wait, speed. I thought he had him. And oh. Ramo with that I mean, I'll, I'll give him credit. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Uh -oh. Focus on the match, big boy. And, and he's not. He's being focus very. Focus on the match. Don't focus on me. Ramo being very arrogant there in that cover. Definitely. He, and you can't think that he can do that to a former AIWF Mid-Atlantic Cruiserweight Champion and a former AIWF World Cruiserweight Champion in Mickey Fulp. But you know something? I'll, I'll give Raymo credit. If he were to get by Mickey Fulp, he does deserve a shot. Like you said, Mickey Fulp has won multiple championships. He's won world championships. Raymo would deserve a shot. I mean, he's been pretty impressive. I'll give him credit. That was definitely impressive. Yeah, I mean, if he's not training at the RWC Academy, or if he claims he is, but he's not there, he's definitely training somewhere because it shows off in this match. Armbar continues to be applied now, and referee Warbeard checking to see if Mickey Fulp is doing the submission. You know, my thing is, it seems like every time I win a championship, everybody always wants to attack me from behind. Nobody ever wants to confront me face to face with some kind of a sneak attack and I'm getting kind of sick and tired of it to be okay. honest with you with the exception of Mr. Magnificent who did do it face and to you're face. right he did he did it face to face and I give him credit for that he lost fair and square but <laughs> again why did Raymond have to come and attack me from behind what did I ever do to this guy and speaking of going face to face Mickey Fulp is going face to face with Raymond now another clothesline yeah, hit him again Mickey hit it for me there we go oh come on true friendship 
Trio clotheslines and Nicky Fulp attempting to uh -oh. get the crowd into it. You see, he's going to do it. Coming in with a full force and a big monkey. Oh, oh come on. You can't do that to my friend. Oh, so wait, he, wait a minute. Oh, what? I mean, so he is I mean, your a friend. friend. Oh, a friend. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. friend. Wait a minute yeah. here. Mickey Fulp. Is he doing what I think he's going to do? Dwayne Johnson yeah. will be proud. One, two. Oh, so close. So that what you're gonna do now, Mr. Magnificent? Are you paying people to try to come take me out? Could I, you get the job done? I, I don't. I can get the job done. Let's let's make that clear. Oh. You know, every dog has their day. So you had yours. Next time is definitely gonna be mine. Kick out, Mickey. Kick out. There we go. Great fortitude by by Mickey Fulp in this match. I really thought that Rainbow might have had it there. Yeah, Wait a minute. What's he's playing around too much? Oh, come on. What's he doing, man? He's, come Raymond, on. You. I th why would you want to take a chance at a disqualification? Warbeard doing the right thing. Oh, come oh, no. on! Oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, my gosh. Well, was that Rainbow's strategy to get Warbeard out of position? Are you serious right now? So, so there Ms. you have it. So you approve of that, Mr. Magnificent? You, I approve, you approve that. that. Oh, cheating. That is you how you win a match right there. That cheating. is not cheating. That okay. is outsmarting your opponent. If Mickey, yes. if Mickey Fulp would have did that, you'd have been upset. You hey. know what? This man deserves a standing ovation. Standing, yes. I, I can't a standing believe. ovation. Wait a minute. Come you on. do that. Yes. Kidding me. You do that. Hey, hey, where's James Anthony going? Hey. Oh, come on. See, this is what I'm talking about. We're talking about James Anthony looking out for his friend there. And great oh super kick. Holy cow. You're talking about attacking people from behind. James Anthony is a coward. How is he a coward? He went and rescued his friend in that match who's getting beat down after the match was over. Ramo had no reason to do that. Plus the fact you Ramo used the weight as a distraction to get Warbeard out of position so he could use that low blow against Mickey Fulp. You know what? Bottom line is James Anthony is a sneak. He, what? He, he's a sneak. He snuck attacked that man. He didn't. I mean, Mickey Fulp was down on the mat. I mean, he did what he does because Remo, excuse me, Remo was right on top of him. Oh my gosh. Well, this is just the beginning of what is a great evening right here in Lumberton, North Carolina at the Priscilla King Arena. We'll be back with Ring Wars Carolina Battleground. The roof is popped over. Did we lose again? Or did I just... well, look at this. Okay. Fan appreciation night, huh? How about it, fans? You feel appreciated? Are they calling him Punto? You feeling good about yourselves, fans? So how are we going to get the audio? Well, if you thought 2020 was going to end and you weren't going to hear from your heavyweight champion, you're crazy. Now let's talk about the big elephant in the room. And no, I'm not talking about the ladies of Lumberton this time. No, no. You're probably wondering why Trance is dressed like this. Normally I'm in my gear to wrestle. But tonight, I decided to take a little bit of chance appreciation night. Being the fightingest champion of 2020, I gave myself the night off. Because I can do that. What I'm ready for is 2021. 
I finished 2020 on a high note. I'm gonna start 2021 on the highest note ever. Cause I know I got a lot of critics out there. I know I got a lot of haters out there. And I'm right here in the middle of this ring. 2021, where you at, haters? I'll be here waiting. Your heavyweight champion. I'm done. Now those were words from the RWC heavyweight champion, Chance LeBeau. And he did have himself an amazing second half of 2020. Yes, he did. Yeah, I gotta give him. He won. He won some big matches, and he made some moments. Now, yes. the, now the way he got to those moments, debatable about you know. Oh, guaranteed. I mean, I mean, Victor Andrews should have won that the gauntlet match. Gauntlet match. Right. Yeah. And then that night. Gemstone gets assaulted after successfully defending the title, and who pops up out of nowhere? Yep. Boom! Chance LeBeau. <laughs> exactly. Boom! Straight like that. Yeah. <laughs> this is Ring Wars Carolina fan appreciation. You know what I'm saying? I like this crowd. Oh yeah. Definitely. Loving the way this crowd looks. This is going down for all right, after that, I think we all need a little intermission. Yeah. And we are back live right here at the Priscilla King Arena for RWC Battlegrounds. And as you can see, the man himself, the Pink Prince, Caden Pierre, is on his way to the ring as a special guest ring announcer for this next match. Yeah, the AIWF Mid-Atlantic Cruiserweight Champion. He was on the shelf for a while, unfortunately, due to injury, but he looks pretty good, right, J-5? Yeah, he looks pretty good. Yeah, he looks... It's going to be interesting because he's taking on a huge challenge, which he's going to talk about here in just a moment. I don't want to steal the man's thunder. <laughs> which I don't know if I could if I wanted to either. I think he has a little bit more charisma than you right now. I, I, I can see that. Let's hear what he has to say. Scheduled for one fall. 
and introducing first uh, from Linden, New Jersey. Hold up, hold up, hold up, buddy. Hold up, one second. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you serious? Hold on. You gonna take my job? I got this, buddy. <laughs> hold up. From Linden, New Jersey, introducing the one and only, the brown beauty, the powerhouse princess, the one and only, Natalia Corvino! Well, talk about stealing your thunder. Natalie Cor Natalina Corvina, Corvina with her own personal ring announcer. Uh, I don't think Caden Pierre was expecting that. No, he was not. I don't think he appreciated it either. No, absolutely not, Jay Fox. <laughs> wow. I, 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 I'm impressed. It'll be interesting what this young lady can do. At this moment, I'm speechless. Yes, sir. I, I was trying to catch the print on her shirt to see if it was some moniker, but she already moved Now that I have my voice back, and her opponent from Fayetteville, North Carolina, she is known as the Saturday Night Sensation, Lola Lola Bay making her RWC singles debut right here tonight. Thunderous ovation. Look at the signs for Lola Bay. Absolutely amazing. The crowd loves her here. Yeah. Well, it is Saturday night. You may not be seeing that on your broadcast, but it is Saturday night while we're filming. And Lola Bay is a sensation to so many of her fans out there. Well, we are about 20 to 30 miles away from North Fayetteville. Okay. We are about 20, 20 to 30 miles, so it's like neighbor. They're like neighbors right now, so she is the hometown favorite. Absolutely. And did anybody notice the correlation there between Lola Bay and all pink and the pink hair and the pink prints? Yeah. Are you do you think that has some correlation? I do. Maybe the first female member of the pink gang? Uh, hey. Possibly. Possibility. Possibility. Oh, they're having a a real hair showdown. Yeah, and I did catch the the print on Natalina Corvina's shirt, and it says husband beater. Oh First wow! Of, yeah, <laughs> uh, I feel bad for her husband, <laughs> and I feel bad for. I was going to say for Lola Bay, but she seems to be holding her own right now against Natalina Corvina. I mean, Lola Bay making her RWC singles in ring debut. She took place in the Candy Bowl and was in the, that four-way match, Mr. Magnificent. That's right. That's right. She did participate in the 2020 Candy Bowl, and uh, she did pretty good. Yeah, she held her own. And if I remember, G Money was in that match. We'll have to ask him how that was. Yes. And look at Lola Bay. 
Wow! A top from the top rope arm drag. Oh! Going for that pin. One, two, no! Lola Bay Smart trying to put away her opponent early, and I can't blame her. And the aggression now by Natalina Corvino. And I don't know anything about this gentleman on the outside. Do either of you? You know, this is a mystery to me. Her, but, her, but apparently her manager are, are, are close. Her manager slash ring announcer is all in the match. He is getting the crowd going. Oh, look at it. Oh, come on. Get this is absolutely ridiculous. Come on. No way. Warbeer poorly out of position. She's a woman. And when I think about Corvina, look, now look at her. She's taking liberties. She needs to be careful so she doesn't get disqualified in this match. And Lola Bay is going to have to do a lot to regain her composure and get back in this match. She had oxygen, was cut off for some significant time and splashed by Natalina Corvina in the corner here. Irish whip into the corner. Lola Bay going down hard. Oh. And Mr. Magnificent, you know what those turnbuckles feel like against the back. I most certainly do. And, and, and let me just say this about the turnbuckles. Everybody sees clearly there's padding on the turnbuckles. But the padding is not what you think it is. It is not actual padding. It's just to protect us from getting cut from the metal on the ring. Yeah. So, and, and by the way, you can still feel that through the Wait padding as well. Great kick! Wow. By the Saturday Night Sensation, going for that pin. Great fast like two. Oh! Natalina threw her off like a little rag doll. Yeah, I mean, there is a little bit of an advantage there. I, I try to be a little polite because I don't want to talk about ladies' weight, but I mean, it's visible, the, the advantage that Natalina Corvina has. And can she get him over for that Simone drop? No. And she didn't get all of it, but she got a significant portion of it. Yes, she did. As she comes across now. Oh, oh my God. Natalina Corvina. A split leg drop. Yeah, as you were going to say, Jake, a split leg drop there. And oh my now, God. Now you, you guys have been around a little bit longer than I have. According to the research I've been given and looked into myself, she's made Natalie Corvina has made several appearances here over the past year, wrestling people such as Lindsay Pike. Yes, she has. Lindsay Pike, an award-winning author. <laughs> I, I'm, wait a minute. Wow, look at Lola Bay, just instinct there, taking Natalie Corvina down. Lola Bay, can she fight back? She's going for that second rope. And Natalina Corvina not wasting any time. Lola Bay has to be exhausted from that, that Samoan drop a little bit earlier. Plus getting whipped into the corner like you're talking about, Mr. Magnificent. The padding's there to only protect you against the steel. You still feel it when you get ripped into that corner. Yes, you do. Uh, I, and I use the term padding loosely because when you use the term padding, you think soft, pillow tight. And that's not what a turnbuckle is. It's not soft. It's not a pillow. It's almost like hitting a wall. Wait a minute. Lola Bay going for the pin and rolling her over. What? One, two. Oh, two count. Oh, that was close. That was like two and an eyelash, J5. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was it was very close. I gotta tell you, Lola Bay showing some great instincts out there, keeping Natalina Corvina down on the mat and going to work on the right leg, Natalina Corvina, which is a great strategy, J5. It is a it is a great strategy to take her legs out. You take your legs out, she can't she can't run, she can't move. No. No, and she can't really use that strength to her advantage. And wait a minute. She has gotten back up. Is she going to try to so suplex the Saturday Night Sensation? Uh, uh, wait a minute. Lola Bay, Lola Bay blocking. And exchange of blows there. But Natalie and Corvina getting the best of that exchange as she gets Lola Bay over. Wait a minute. Lola Bay. Great kick to the midsection by Lola Bay. Side headlock now, and Lola Bay, oh, yeah! Go up. What a running bulldog. There, there we is. go! The Saturday Night Sensation victorious using that running bulldog against Natalie Corvina, and the fans are eating it up. That's right. It, not only was it her singles debut, but it's the first time ever she has won a match here in Ring Wars, Carolina. Yeah, do that Steiner math. <laughs> I tell you. And here's the thing. If there's not a women's division there's really in RWC, there needs to be one. Yes. Just so this lady, we can showcase her more. Oh yeah, we are definitely gonna see a lot of good things coming from Miss Lola Bay. Oh yeah. We'll be right back with more action live on Ring Wars Carolina Battlegrounds. And welcome back to Ring Wars Carolina live right here at the Priscilla King Arena in Lumberton, North Carolina. And we are back going into a tag team match with two gentlemen that we're familiar with, especially one of them. Right now making his way to the ring, Alpha Ace. Alpha Ace, these are my boys. The bro force. These are my boys, my bros. Bro force all day, every day. Now this next gentleman making his way to the ring, I'm sure you recognize him because he's actually a part of our commentating team. As well as being on 99. That's right. That's right. That's right. And he does all kinds of things. He's the ugliest brother in radio. And right now he's he is the ugliest brother in wrestling. My man, G Money. They call him the radio. Rockstar. That's right. G to the M O N I Y. M okay, I'm a, my spelling must be a little off. <laughs> oh, I'm just a little out of the loop. Okay, but hey, most people spell it with M O N E Y, right. but it's M O N I. Okay, that's right. That's right. Why? See, I always thought it was G dollar sign, so I I, I didn't even. I understand. We have we have somebody who calls them by different different names of money in different languages. So we we had one guy call him G Bitcoin one day. <laughs> they got the wrestlers out here. Current RWC tag team champions, and some have to wonder for how long with the momentum that Bro Force has. And signs of camaraderie by both teams. 
That's right. And you know why? Because all four teams, or excuse me, all four members of these, of these tag teams train at the RWC Academy. It's, it's, it's a very good sign of mutual respect. Right. And it's not something that's not seen a lot of times. Now, Mr. Magnificent, you're a former tag team champion. Yes, I am. Force has tagged for a short time, but, I mean, could they get that victory and become champions here today? You know, normally I would say no, it's not possible, but it is definitely possible in this situation because of the fact that they train together. They hit the road together. They know each other so well that this is very much a possible win for them. They are bros. Get, understand get, yes. that they are bros they are like best friends they're like the best you know what technically we have two sets of bros in this ring excellent right now. <laughs> observation j5 yes now as you know bro force defeated the pink gang at homecoming 2020 in their debut match their debut match they come out hard beating the pink gang so uh that definitely caught the eye of the championship committee and now they're asking for a title match for fan appreciation. And I think they got it right now. And now, Mr. Magnificent, you're more of an RWC historian than I am. Is this the first time you can think of in memory that a tag team that has only won one match is already back in the championship picture? You know, it, it is in my, in my it's, it's the only time I can remember in recent history, however, you know, not to toot my own horn, I did win the RWC Heavyweight Championship uh, three months in. Three months in. So anything is very much possible. I mean, here in RWC, anything can happen, well, including this match. Well, here's the other thing I think about is, yeah, they've only won one match, but they defeated former tag team champions. Yes, they and did. I, and I think that's what surprised the committee. I think that's what caught the committee's eye and said, hey, they really need this opportunity. That's right. Bro Force has technically been a tag team since Scars and Stripes, where they where they teamed up with James Anthony against the Pink Gang and Joseph Everhart. Yeah. Big elbow by Alpha Ace. Now a great chin lock applied to Peco. Excuse me, Pecos. But he's no submission there. And Rip Cannon pulling referee duty for this championship match. He's definitely in there making sure that there, there was no submission, but Pecos working his way back up. With it. Look at the upper body strength oh, of yeah. Alpha Ace. Now, Mr. Magnificent, I'm gonna ask you for the prediction. Which team do you think is gonna be able to cut the ring in half off first? Well, you know, it, it, it's real hard to say because both teams are so, are so advanced at doing that, you know. The Bro Force hasn't been working together long, but they all train at the RWC Academy, and they teach that heavily. Cut the ring off, so right. it's anybody at this point. I think it's going to be an even match. I think it would be a evenly. It's going to be an even match between the two of them. But I think I'm gonna go with the wrestlers on this one. You know, the Bro Force. I I I, I hate to go anything against the Bro Force because those are my bros. You know what I mean? So, but I think because of the the uh, experience as a tag team for years, these guys, the, the wrestlers, are going to try to cut them off a little bit faster than the Bro Force would. Wow, look at the fantastic scissors applied by Alpha Ace. He's cutting off that oxygen. And I, I think you're right, J5. I mean, 
it is an experience factor there. And I, I tell you what, I think, I think Pecos has maybe underestimated the Bro Force. I think they are too. Yeah, I think they said, "Oh, these guys just got lucky," but that's not the case we're seeing out there. Rear waist lock applied now, and interesting strategy by Pecos and great elbow and can Alpha Ace find a way to break free that and he's get, getting those legs down low and does finally get out and oh kick to the midsection by Pecos now and there was, I think we're going to see the first tag of the night and here comes in Waco you know, I was wondering when we were going to see the first tag because you definitely want to keep the fresh man in as often as you can. Right. I, 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 that's a great point, Mr. Magnificent. As someone who's an experienced tag team wrestler as you are, that fresh man is in, integral into yes. getting that victory. Yes, and anytime you can, quick tags, in and out, in and out, to give your partner a chance to rest because you never know when you might need that sudden burst of energy to finish the match. Absolutely. And... I mean, J5, you see G Money out there on the side trying to shout words of encouragement. You gotta wonder, is that helping Alpha Ace? I think it is helping him. I think it is. It's, it's encouraging him, trying to to get to him. But I don't think I don't think the wrestlers are gonna let that happen. No, they are not. But Alpha Ace now with the reversal and the the reverse chin lock. But great ring awareness by Waco to finally break free. And I gotta. Okay, I was gonna say I was gonna question. Alpha Ace not going for the tag there. Wait a minute, he still didn't tag in G-Money? Okay, here, here we go. Here's the tag. Let's go, go bro. And a big old elbow by G-Money. There's some inexperience by G-Money just running, talking a little bit too much to the fans, but does have the wrist lock now on Waco. And Mr. Magnificent, that wrist lock can do real damage that a lot of people don't normally would associate with that. That's right. Um, you know, your, your wrist is a part of your body that you kind of overlook from time to time. You don't really think about it until you can't use it. What people don't realize is the wrist lock is what is used for by the police force to apprehend people. I never knew that. That is true. And I, was, I learned something new today. There's an old saying that where the head goes, the body will go. I think that also applies for the wrist, too. I, I could see that. De I could absolutely see that. Depending. Oh, look at this. It's a test of strength between Wacos and G-Money. Now, now, see, a lot of people are blowing this off, but I, I, I know a lot of people that work on farms. There's, there's like, the strength, muscular strength that G-Money has, and then there's that country strength. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. That, that a lot of people just are so dismissive of but you got to remember these guys are out there on the farm and I mean, it's I think right now it's leverage not strength that's playing into it for G money but look how I mean Waco is able to get back up and coming off the ropes and oh great shoulder block by G money G money is unmoved unfazed and G money now going for that pin one count only, though. And G Money, <clears throat> excuse me, going for that side headlock. Is, is he going to bring Alpha Ace back in? I mean, he really needs to at this point, right, Mr. Magnificent? Yes, he does. 
we, as we talked about earlier, there it is, the tag, keeping the freshman in at all times. I guess I was wrong. I guess uh, Broforce is cutting the ring in half. But you know what, J5, that could have gone either way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, and, and that's just also the fact, like Mr. Magnificent is saying, they all train together. But I would not be surprised if Alpha A's and G-Money worked together privately just to get that timing down. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, just because you're training in the training center doesn't mean that you don't have that private time. Am I not right, sir? That is absolutely correct. And I'm sure you and your tag team partner have private time where you study films and went over different things, Mr. Magnificent. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because film study is, is very crucial to what you do. Very crucial. G-Money back in the ring. And teasing, G-Money is teasing Pecos with Wacos trying to tag, and he won't let him tag and get the – he just keeps pulling him back. No, but Wacos able to get the reversal and – there goes G-Money in the corner. Here comes the tag, bringing in one half of the tag team champions now. And wow, a little aggressive from the wrestlers that we no normally see. And oh, oh my God, what a back body drop to the radio rock star. Two, two count only though. Ooh, that honestly scared me. Yeah, I mean, G-Money went down a little harder than what I normally see. So... A big clubbing forearm now, and they're smart. They're going to work on that back. The crowd is behind G Money. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think I would say this crowd is probably 9 to 10 pro bro, bro force. 90% pro bro, bro force. Pro bro force. That was going for that pin again, and Pecos a little upset. And I can't blame him. I, I think that the wrestlers may have underestimated how strong Broforce was coming into this match. I agree. I definitely agree. I think I think they're getting super frustrated because they thought it would just be an easy. I don't think they thought it would be easy, but I don't think it, they thought it would be this hard. Oh, no, I do think that they thought it was going to be that easy. They thought, oh, this is just going to be a night off. I mean, these guys were just are flashing the pan tag team. We've got a little lucky against the pink gang, but they're finding out that is not the case. What a big boot oh, by yeah. Wacos to G-Money. G-Money's my friend, but we need to search for his teeth on the oh, front row. Oh, leg spinning drop. leg drop. Go. Two pit, two count only though. What? Look at the frustration on Wacos's face. That is his finisher. Yeah. And oh. G-Money just kicked out of that in two. Yeah, and G Money now going to work on that bread basket of the tag, one and a half of the tag team champions. But Waco finding a way to get out. And oh! Oh, come on. Well, I tell you what, I mean, look at G Money just instinctually with that strike to the body. And wait a minute, could G Money be going up and. Oh, wow. Well, look at the hang time on that suplex. Go for the pin again, and one, two, two count only, though. I mean, J5, frustration has not set in for the rushers. It definitely has at this point. Right, exactly. Like, I don't know how G stood in there. My vertigo would just be going crazy right now. Well, not just vertigo, but you think about the backdrop, the clubbing forearms to the back, and that suplex going straight down. 
Mr. Magnificent. He's, they're doing some significant damage to the back of G-Money. Indeed they are. And I don't know if you heard that or not, but the crowd is definitely behind G-Money. They're chanting, let's go G. Wait a minute. And, oh, big splash. And here comes the tag. Pe yeah, Pecos is coming back in. And the Yeehaw Seesaw, that's all she wrote there. Two. And Alpha Ace with the breakup. With yeah, wait a minute. Good, we, good ring awareness on that. Yeah. And wait a minute. Pecos up and over. He went oh, for the me, big boot. Up and over. You were going to say J5. He went for the big boot, and Alpha Ace just tossed him over the top rope. And wait a minute. Alpha Ace is ready to have none of it. And wait a minute. Oh. Flapjack. G Money, can he get can he get over? Does he have enough conscience to get the pin? The fans are the fans are wanting to see it, but I'm not sure if he's going to be able to do it. I don't. I mean, he's got his bell rung pretty hard out there. He's got to realize where he is right now in the ring. He is so close to his corner. He can actually make a tag. Yeah, the, but he doesn't. He stays in J5. Yeah, the it's it's. The, the, the crazy part about it is Wacos is still out of the ring and Pecos is by himself at this moment. Yeah. I mean, if there was ever an opportunity moment to tag Alpha Ace, this is it. Why G-Money is not doing that is beyond me. And here, wait a minute. There we go. We're finally getting there it the tag. Is. Coming off. Here it is. Oh, my oh gosh. God. Is this That's it? she wrote. One. Two and what? Oh, come oh, on. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. The Bro Force. The Bro Force had the. They could have won that. They had the match won. Could have won. And they won they that match. By oh, my God. Wacos comes Force. in with the, with the tag but title. Still, your Ring Wars Carolina Tag Team Champions, the Rustlers. I tell you what. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe what just happened. Oh, oh my God. The assault by the wrestlers to bro force. This is the side of them. I never thought I would see. I'm just, I just don't understand it. I mean, where are the wrestlers coming from on this? Oh! Holy cow, that was impressive. It was, but does it really need to be done, Mr. Magnificent? It definitely does not, not at this point in the match. Well, the match is over The match with. is over. And here's the thing, go back to that match. We should have had new tag team champions, J5. I am disappointed. I am completely disappointed. I am flabbergasted with what I just saw. Well, I tell you what, I think you're right. And I think the fans are, I see a couple of uh, drop jaws out there. Nobody ever thought we would see that behavior out of the wrestlers. I mean, that's more of a pink gang move. Right. That we were seeing out of. In the words of Ha Ha Davis, this is beyond me. Yeah. Well, beyond you or not, the Bro Force still did a fantastic job here yeah. tonight. Absolutely. You know, I I don't know what to say. They're, I do. They're, they're, 
I mean, look at the physique. I mean, they're still standing tall. Yeah. I mean, I know what to say to the wrestlers. Come on, son. I mean, <laughs> Come on, son. Uh, well, Come with on, that man. being said, we will be back with more live action right here on RWC Battleground. We are back in Lumberton, North Carolina for Ring Wars Carolina Battlegrounds. Sideline with a small injury, now gets a chance to become the AIWF World Television Champion here tonight at the Priscilla King Arena and become a double champion. That's right, call him Caden Two Belts. <laughs> Pierre Two Belts. I do like two, that better. Two belt, two belt Pierre. <laughs> well, I mean, he's got an insurmountable challenge tonight in former RWC Heavyweight Champion and current AIWF World Television Champion, Jim Stone. That's right, he won that title at the last show, which was RWC Homecoming, and uh, it ended uh, Onyx's reign, which was 413 days as champion. And I tell you what, ladies Hot. and gentlemen, if you have not seen that, go back to King Network TV or on the King Network or the Roku app. You're gonna wanna find that match. Because I, I told you guys months before Onyx came down here. It was like, uh-oh. I thought it was a house, like, but he was larger than I had seen him nine years ago, which I didn't even know oh, was yeah. possible. Here, like a mat truck. Yeah. Here is my guy coming in, Mr. Jim Stone. This is my guy. Gemstone has his own personal MC coming to the ring with him. Well, I guess when you have a world television championship money, you can get things like a personal MC. I, I guess so. I, I need to get on that level. I know. Did he say shine brighter like an egg roll? I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Because I'm a fat kid, I heard egg roll too. Sing it out now, Do either of you know anything about this MC? Other than they're very talented? Yes, he is the, guy, the gentleman that actually created this music for Jim Stone. Jim Stone has the crowd rocking. Little known fact, he officially has the longest interest in RWC history, <laughs> rivaling the Undertakers. <laughs> I was going to say that. Oh, is that in all of professional wrestling? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you can do that because Jim Stone is the man. Jim Stone is the man. 
Senior referee Warbeer to sign this match as he shows Caden Pierre what he will be fighting for and may go home with here today. That tele World Television Championship is a beautiful sight to see. Getting ready to get things underway here. Oh, yeah. And there it is. Well, you don't look at, you look at this match on paper and you go, okay, well, it's not a lot with the weight difference, but Kane Pierce taller than I would expect it against Gemstone, and he may actually have the either the reach advantage or pretty near close the same length I think, as Gemstone. I think Caden Pierre has the reach advantage, but Gemstone definitely has the height advantage. Oh, with oh a slap goodness. to the face. Slap, five fingers, Sid. I shouldn't laugh at that, but that's hilarious. The, uh, that, the famous Charlie Murphy laugh. <laughs> oh. He got one back. But I tell you what, I think that focused Caden Pierre more than anything. Yeah, slap, like, slap his necklace off. Yeah. Oh, man, you don't slap his necklace off. Caden uh, Pierre seems focused, more focused than I have seen him in a long time. Because he knows, I mean, he's in the main event. He knows this, this is a rare opportunity for him to be in a world championship match. I mean, there are so many strong guys out there, not even just in Ring Wars Carolina, but other AIWF affiliations such as AIWF Mid-Atlantic, that want a shot against Gemstone. That's right. And, you know, to be in the ring with Gemstone, you have to realize the people that he's defeated. You have to realize the titles that he's already held in this company. And once you realize that, you might want to check yourself a little bit because you got to be on your A game to beat him. Yeah, Gemstone being a former junior heavyweight champion as well as heavyweight champion. And Caden Pierre with great arm drag to take him over, J5. Yeah, uh Previously, Gemstone blocked the original arm drag that he had. I think that was the weight advantage. While Caden Pierre jumped in the air and threw Gemstone halfway across the ring. Now, how arrogant is this? Caden Pierre turns his back on the champion. Yeah, that's well. That's the experience factor. I mean, I mean, Gemstone has been training and wrestling slightly longer than Caden Pierre, and I could not see Gemstone doing something like that. The rear race lock applied now by Caden Pierre to the champion. And Gemstone trying to reach around for one of those pigtails. I couldn't believe I was saying that in this match. <laughs> and gets actually gets Caden Pierre over and going to work on the arm there. And <clears throat> J5, you got to think Gemstone, if he hits Caden Pierre with the gem spike at any point, it's over. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Uh, with the strength that Gemstone has, according to Caden Pierre's weight, I don't think Caden would actually get up. No, I think he would crumble underneath it. I think he would be in the the hospital. Oh, absolutely. Well, then again, I don't know. This is a championship match. Both of these gentlemen hold titles, so I mean, it's going to take a little bit extra to keep a man down in this match. I got you. I understand that. But I, I, I think J5 was saying, I mean, it is the gem spike. I mean, it's what Gemstone is known for. I think they're going. What? 
<laughs> little bit of head games being played now by Gemstone, and it's working on Caden Pierre. I mean, the sour look on that face of his. Which oh, that's kind of rare, because normally we see it the other way around. Caden Pierre is normally the one playing games. Yeah. And speaking of games, I, I can't see a test of strength going Caden Pierre's way at all. At or, all. And I think he's, I think he knows that, and I think he's, he's very hesitant. And one Greco normal, mm. Greco Roman knuckle lock there, and now we see the other. And oh, why would he even try that? I, I think it's arrogance on behalf of Caden Pierre. Pride. Yeah, pride. But Caden is in some serious trouble. That is not a maneuver I would want to try because, I mean, anybody that follows Jim Stone on social media sees that he is in the gym all the time. I mean, it's like he has nothing to do but work out. So uh, anything test of strength with him is not going to work out in your favor. No, it is not. I mean, he's a well-defined man. And look at him. I mean, he's just is he pl he's playing with Caden Pierre at this point. But like we talked about early in other matches, oh, up, up in the air. Carrying Caden Pierre around like a rag doll now and flipping over. There's that strength we were just talking about. Gemstone going for that pin, but two count only. Gemstone waiting to measure Caden Pierre and letting Caden Pierre recuperate just ever so slightly and getting his groove on out there. Gemstone taunting Caden Pierre. And, and Caden is, oh! With a kick to the gut. That'll stop oh, your hips from moving. knee to the face. Yeah, and Caden Pierre up and over for that pin. One, two, oh! The Meteora into a pin. That was a great combination pin. Yeah, and look at the way that Caden Pierre put the boots to Gemstone. I mean, yeah, he, Gemstone kicked out of the pin, but Caden Pierre is staying on top of Gemstone because he knows he has to. You cannot let a man like this get his energy back. That's true. That is very true. And using even the ropes to his advantage. I think Caden Pierre is staying focused. I got to give him a lot of credit, Mr. Magnificent. Oh, yeah. He's really determined to win this championship. Here. Indeed he is. I mean, but a man of his caliber, you would expect him to be that determined. I mean, oh. he, he, he's no, as I like to say, he's no slouch in the ring. No, he's not. With a kick to the head. Caden Pierre kicking Gemstone to the head with the cover up and a slight two count. Yeah, two count only there as Gemstone finds a way to get out of it. And Caden Pierre with a reverse, reverse chin lock now applied and going straight to work on Gemstone trying to slow down, cutting off the oxygen through that carotid artery and trying to put Gemstone to sleep. And it's working so far, gentlemen. I mean, Gemstone. Gemstone is not getting to his feet anytime soon. It doesn't no, look like. No, he looks like he's gasping even from my vantage point. And now, I mean, can Gemstone fight? He's trying to roll around and break loose, but I don't. This could be. Oh, wow. Up on one knee, back up on both feet now, using those elbows going straight into the rib area, trying to break loose. And he does coming off the ropes. And Caden Pierre with a leapfrog oh. going straight down. And wow, Caden Pierre caught him. Holy cow, how many times do we see that maneuver and it's a simple float over, but he actually caught him. My God, that is amazing. 
with a... Caden Pierre now going to submission, but he's ready to go for that pin again. And one, two, oh! Look at the upper body strength. Gemstone throwing Caden Pierre straight up in the air, probably about four inches. And Caden Pierre measuring his opponent now. I mean, I wonder if Caden Pierre can feel that championship in his grasp. Is he at that point yet? Of course he is. You have to be. You have to be at that point at all times and to want it that badly to be in a match like this. And, old, and big arm, big forearms into the corner now, and Caden Pierre getting ready to Irish whip Gemstone up. Wait, look at the speed of Gemstone on cross body. One, two, oh, two count. Closer. Now, now let's let's be honest here. That wasn't just a two count. No, it was two and a half or yeah. more. Two and three. Yeah quarters of a, a count. Yeah. Steiner math again. You're welcome. No, two and three quarters is a whole number. <laughs> so I think that actually, uh, well, it's a, it's a fraction, but anyway. Getting back to the match here. The big forearm now by Caden Pierre. I mean, he's trying to keep anything to Gemstone to keep him off his feet, and Gemstone fighting back instinctually at this point as he pushes forward, and Gemstone He's trying to get the adrenaline throwing, but a big elbow for Gemstone's efforts as Caden Pierre takes him, rose in the turnbuckle, going for that. Oh, I thought we were going to see the pin there. Great kip up by the challenger and a kick straight to the head. Amazing. Caden Pierre capitalized. <laughs> Rolling Gemstone over, going for that pin one more time. One, two. I tell you what, J5. That was wise of Caden Pierre to grab both feet and try to press Gemstone down as much as he could. He tried to get the leverage in, uh, uh, on Gemstone, but Gemstone is just too strong, too big just for Caden Pierre's weight. Yeah, Caden Pierre is going to have to do much more to, weigh, to wear down the champion. And he's big mistake here. He's given oh, yeah. Gemstone too much time to get it back together. He, he definitely could have had the match won in that moment right there. Oh, yeah. And if... If Caden Pierre is not victorious, he can look back at that and go, okay, that was the moment. Oh, wait a minute, Gemstone and down. Oh. Split leg, leg drop to Gemstone into the pin in a quick two count. But still not enough to keep the champion down. Well, now let me ask you, Mr. Magnificent, if you're in the corner of Caden Pierre, what are you advising him at this point? At this point in the match, when you, this is the point where you feel like you've tried everything. You feel like you have nowhere to go. This is when you have to dig down deep inside of you to figure out what you're going to do next, and you have to execute that quickly and swiftly. I could, I concur. I absolutely concur. And Gemstone being has been down probably more than he's been up at the contest so far. And Caden Pierre trying everything he can do to just continue to cut off the oxygen of Gemstone here. Fans getting behind Gemstone, J5. And it seems to be working. As we're seeing here, Gemstone going back to work on those ribs of Caden Pierre and coming off and, wait, what a humongous boot by Caden Pierre. And he falls straight down on the champion. One, two, no! Oh, what a screech. That's, frust that's that frustration. Is, that, that is more than just frustration. That is, I almost had the championship in my grasp if the referee would have just counted to three. Right, and Warbeard is 
right on top of it. Caden Pierre now, he's taking a little too much time here, in my opinion, to go up to that high rent district. And can he get up there? But Gemstone, great elbow, or excuse me, uppercut. As Gemstone, forearm. Caden Pierre in some serious trouble here. Both men are on the middle rope, and this never ends well. No, it never. Doesn't. But Gemstone, can he get him over? What are we going to see a superplex? Gemstone on the top rope. And Caden Pierre up there as well. We're going to see. Holy cow! Superplex! Oh my God! <sighs> Holy cow! You know, superplex is one of those moves where almost nobody really wins. I mean, it takes a lot out of both competitors to come off that top rope with such velocity. Yeah. But Gemstone finding it in himself, and the fans are trying to help him get it to be the first one up off the mat. But I think at that point, I mean, Gemstone really all he needs to do is roll over and pin Caden Pierre. And I thought he was going to do it, but he's working his way back up to his feet. I think he's trying to get his bearings back. And Gemstone now. Wait, going for that clothesline and a back body drop. Takes the challenger down. And Gemstone firing on all cylinders now. Gorilla press. What strength. Oh, going straight down. And Gemstone now. Wrapping Caden Pierre up like a pretzel. And now we're seeing the real power of Gemstone here. As he goes and over and going for that pin. Great bridge. What? I thought it was three. It was really close. The referee's calling for two. The wow. fans are saying three. This is one of those times when, it when was you two. think nope. wrestling should have instant replay. <laughs> exactly. But if you if you if you if you stop the instant you stop for an instant replay, somebody is going to lose the momentum. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I understand that. But uh, I mean, to me that was almost a red flag. Right. I mean, right. I mean, right. Throw the flag on the play. Throw, throw the red flag down and challenge it cuz Well, you do remember, you know, back in the day, a very popular company that's on TV right now, they used to do instant replay. Mm. For a small period of time. I did not I honestly did not know that. Yes. And if you want to know more about that, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to follow Smash Them Out on Twitter and Instagram. That's where you'll find the answer. And leapfrog by Caden Pierre and Ooh. kicking Gemstone straight into the buttocks and going for that pin again. And wait a minute, Caden Pierre. Oh, Warbeer caught it. I didn't think he was going to catch it, but he did. It was definitely close. It was definitely close. Caden Pierre is disgusted. With the referee because he Disgusted caught caught and distraught. I mean, what does he? Where does he go from here? He's almost pulled out every trick he knows. He's starting to pull out his hair. Yeah, I mean, he's throwing a temper tantrum like a child right now. And it, but he needs to refocus and go. Okay, so that didn't work. Let me go to another bag of tricks. Exactly. And Kane Pierre letting Gemstone recuperate just a little too much and trying to work on the breadbasket again. And Caden Pierre coming up and off the ropes and a scissor kick takes down the champion. Ooh. Can Caden Pierre get the pin here? Go pressing again. One, two, and Caden Pierre was on the wrong ride when he tried to pin Gemstone. Gemstone. Yeah. 
And Gemstone now, he's getting that moment that he needs. Caden Pierre, I don't understand this. Why argue with the fans? Continue to stay on Gemstone. You're so close, Caden. I, I mean, I know I have not wrestled Mr. Magnificent, but I cannot see a good strategy of talking to the fans. Not at all. The fans are not what wins matches. I mean, we, we love the fans. We want the fans to be on our side. But oh, at the but same time Wait a minute. Rear wrist lock. Uh, Gemstone's got it. Wait a minute. Caden Pierre with a reversal. And there's no way he's getting him over for the suplex. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Got the arm bar. And Gemstone's got oh, him over going for that a, pin. What? It's a Kimura. Look at the he He did it. And that's it. Gemstone using the Kimura lock for the submission victory. The Pink Prince has tapped out. And still, your AIWF World Television Champion. That's and, right. And I tell you what, I'm excited for that. I mean, yeah, I, would, I try to be impartial, but it, it will be very interesting to see. Wait a minute. Oh, come on. No way. What is Jamal the Titan doing here? Tossing Warbeard out. Caden Pierre rolls out. Come on. What is this? No way. Bodo bombed to the champion. This is absolutely despicable. Now, now this makes sense. Now this makes sense. It makes Jam sense to, to attack a man after No, a no, think about it. Jamal the Titan earlier in the show defeated two men, and we were discussing which title he was going to try to go after, and now we know. And, uh, yeah, hey. Jamal the Titan declared it straightforward, plain and simple, Mr. Magnificent. Uh, I have nothing to say to that because you're right. I mean, his choice is now clear. And I tell you, that is probably going to be Gemstone's toughest challenger to date. I mean, he, Gemstone was victorious against Onyx. He's victorious tonight against Caden Pierre. But, I mean, as his championship reign continues, Jamal the Titan is going to be a huge, huge... Uh, I can't even think of the words. I'm just so disgusted by Jamal the Titan right now. Please, Mr. Magnificent, J5, this, take it. This is beyond words. I mean... We've never seen Jim Stone out the way he is right now. I mean, he's slowly making his way to his feet, but still, for somebody to get him down like that is, is, is just beyond words. Yeah, I mean, Jamal the Titan is going to be a huge obstacle for Jim Stone. And I tell you what, 2020 has been a fantastic year yes. here in Ring Wars Carolina. I think we've seen what's going to happen early now in 2021. For J5, Mr. Magnificent, this is the voice of tradition, Jonathan Darwin, saying thank you for joining us. Continue to check us out on Roku TV, KingNetworkTV.com. Mr. Magnificent, where can everybody find Smash the Mat? And it's a lot of places. Yes, you can find Smash the Map pretty much anywhere. I mean, we're on all kinds of forms of social media. We're on Apple Podcasts, Radio Podcasts, uh, Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, uh, Cashbox, Beyond uh, Pandora. I mean, just anywhere you can find podcasts. Instagram. You got, Instagram. You got yeah. Instagram, Twitter. You got FarmersOnly.com, BlackPlanet.com. <laughs> you know, we're everywhere. Okay, everybody.
any dot com you can think of, that's where we're at. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll call it a night. Thank you so much. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Mr. Everything, Victor Andrews, and you are listening to Smash the Net Podcast. Hey, everybody, this is the Caribbean Tiger, the man you love to hate. So please follow Smash the Net Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Take care.